0: a second you know this is developing right here excuse me skip okay I'm the first one to admit I may have the least experience out here I wasn't all over the indies for ten years but I've got something nobody else has the it factor I've got more charisma than anybody up here yeah you can do a bunch of moves but honestly talking to you it's like eating mashed potatoes eating mashed potatoes Does, does anybody even know what that means
1: The future is now. We are N-X-D!
2: All right, and welcome to another episode of NXT, wait, no, <laughs> half K NXT, you know, we're gonna run with it, half it. <laughs> K, full yay, <laughs> where we keep it real, half the time, <laughs> alright, of course, this is Notorious Nando and your boy,
3: Larry Knight, Dolomite, Very White on a Scary Night,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't even want to know what all those mean, but, uh, (laughs) well, yeah, so we have, we have come and we have gone with WrestleMania 26 (laughs) and, uh, yeah, now we can finally put our full focus back on NXT. I just want to also give a, uh, a shout out again for all the questions that have been coming in. Um, if you have a question of your own, feel free to email us at halfkmail at gmail.com also check out our uh, Instagram stories. We'll also have like a AMA there. And uh, we'll pick out some of our favorite questions and answer them on the air. All that. All of that. All right, man. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's get straight to it. This is episode six on the WWE Network. This happened on March 30th, 2010 at the H.P. Thomas & Mack Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. When was the last time that you've been to Las Vegas, Nevada, my friend? last year oh yeah
3: yeah i was out there for a bachelor party oh okay to which yeah was that last year yeah i was last year uh-huh because we're going again this year so if we stop having podcasts in may i may have gotten lost <laughs> in las vegas but you know it'll be fun at most i'll probably just melt because it'll be hot
2: but, yeah yeah vegas is no joke i i did you ever watch that uh Dean Ambrose? chronicle episode
3: i'm not gonna lie i didn't okay i, I didn't
2: so uh him and renee live in uh, las vegas and he likes it out there apparently the desert life i uh i am on the same boat i would probably just literally melt if i was uh out there for just like five minutes
3: bro you know what like as high as it is out there it is miserable like but when people live in those kind of areas, they have the best AC, like Mm. those houses just come stock with AC and then they're much cheaper than like California housing. And granted it's flat and pretty boring out there, but you know, if you're saving that much money, what's a plane flight into California every now and then.
2: Yeah, that's true. I did have a friend who did have uh, I think they're living together now here in the Bay area, but before he would live in Las Vegas and she would live out here, so she would fly out, not every day, but frequently out there. And like, yeah, she said at one point it felt like kind of commuting on BART where mm-hmm. it was just like an hour and a half, two hours. And mm-hmm. then, and then that's it, you know? Dude, straight up. You know what's the craziest thing about the Las Vegas Strip? The Las
3: Vegas Strip isn't even in the city of like Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Most of the Las Vegas Strip is in Paradise, Nevada.
2: Oh. But it's
3: like, it's on Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh-huh. So it stretches. But like Las Vegas, once you get like away from the strip, it's just like a normal ass city. Like, not even too far away from the strip. You go three miles away from the strip, you're just in like a regular ass city. Like, they got regular smoke shops and stuff like that. And mm. it's like, okay. It just looked like everywhere else. But then it's just this one pocket of collected smut in this one area they call the strip It mm. just lights up that whole state damn near.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember the last time that, uh, that I've been there. I think it was probably around this time, actually, in, in 2010, where uh, we had gone for, like, a company outing back at uh, at Zynga. And uh, I think that was probably the last time I've been out there. Some stuff I don't really remember, but I just remember having a good time, you know?
3: <laughs> nice. You ever been in Vegas when it was cold? No, no, it no. It gets hella cold in Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't cause, get it twisted.
2: Because I would imagine, like, on regular, like, Summer or spring days when it's like really hot, like it would at least be somewhat decent at night, just to kind of be out there. And Mm, yeah, like, um, what's a
3: nice time to go to Vegas? You'd go to Vegas and like, I mean, March ain't really that bad. Like March, May, once you start to really get like later in May and like into June, that's when it gets really bad. But like in those sunny months, it's all right. Mm -hmm. But you know.
2: It's not like they got beaches in Vegas. Like,
3: <laughs> what do you really need sun for? You're going to be indoors most of
2: the time, so. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the, the real estate is uh, pretty cheap out there, too. Hell yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, then we get into the, uh, the signature, and then they do a video package at the very beginning. They kind of go over, like, the previous weeks on NXT, and they kind of reinforce the, uh, the four categories that the pros are going to be uh, scoring the rookies on those categories are wins and losses strength of opponents the work ethic and the uh the it factor they did a really good job of just like doing a recap if i just showed it to anybody i think they would kind of get an understanding of like what the the season and the the show concept is so yeah, i think they did a pretty good job oh no definitely
3: w- once they revealed the uh pros poll and, like, what the criteria was, like, I, like, paused the episode and just kind of sat there and looked at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And was
3: just thinking. I was like, wins and losses. All right. So, obviously, I'm going to go who got the best record. But then it says strength of the opponents. And I was like, mmm. so if you use fakes and jabronis and you're, like, undefeated, it don't really count if you're two and two against good mm. competition. Yeah. All right. Work ethic. I guess, you know, the ones who look like they're trying the hardest. Like I, don't really, I don't really understand how you quantify work ethic and if factor. Like they almost kind of go hand in hand, but I do see how, like, you could say somebody has somebody like Gabriel has an it factor versus Otonga has a hard work ethic. Mm -hmm. But then again, at the same time, somebody who is good enough to make it look effortless, like a Daniel Bryan, it appears like his worth ethic isn't as high because he makes it look easy.
2: Oh, okay. So,
3: like, you know, just because David Otunga looks like he's trying harder doesn't really mean that he has a higher work ethic than somebody versus like somebody who has like a very high work ethic to where they make it look easy. So that one was really difficult when I thought thought about it. Yeah. And then like it factor like you just kind of see it. Like some dudes just glow and the other dudes just like are kind of like, you know, as corny as it is, that diamond in that rough, mm-hmm. but it's all about how you like clean it. Like, you know, you can't just use the same cleaner for every type of jewel, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do the same things that were successful with somebody that made, you know, you can't just repeat stuff. So the it factor is a little bit more, like, easy to define than what the worth ethic was.
2: Yeah. No, for sure. I think uh, for me, even though that this wasn't an official category, I would also put, like, the length of, like, their matches as well Mm. into, like, that work ethic factor just because, like, you know, some of these guys have, like, won the three minute matches but others had like a good like 10 minute match yeah Uh, i I, I, kind of also would factor that in into like work ethic and you know stuff like that the announcers kind of introduced us and i think they did a really good job of uh making this episode feel like a big deal just because it is going to be the first uh provost poll
3: i was really surprised that they like they didn't really waste too much time and like Mm -hmm. jump right into it i said whoa okay all right
2: yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I did like that where like, usually, you know, they kind of like review a couple more things or give you even more of a like recap, but yeah, I agree. Like I liked how well they just jumped into it like right away. So then we cut to uh striker in the ring already. And he kind of says that, you know, these last few weeks, the rookies have done their best to impress not only the pros, but the WWE universe as well. Then, uh, so what we're going to do is uh, we're also going to kind of give our own version of the, uh, the, the rankings. But first of all, we'll recap this segment. And then after that, we'll kind of give you our, our own personal rankings. I'll also kind of make corrections based on like, what they showed on the, uh, on the entrances. Because they do kind of have some of their rank or their, their records incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say them as uh, they make their way down to the ring. Slater, they say that he's uh three and one. Technically, he's actually undefeated at this point. He's uh four and oh. Uh Darren Young is three and one, that's legit. Uh Ta- it says that Tarver is one and two, but technically he's uh he's he hasn't picked up a victory yet, so he's actually oh and three. Gabriel is three and one. And uh I like how Gabriel is like the only one that's actually wearing his uh his pros shirt. He's like wearing like a, a Hardy shirt or I should say a a Matt Hardy shirt I represent, yeah. Skip is also, uh, you know, hasn't picked up a win at 0 and 3. Uh-huh. And then Otunga is 3 and 1. Daniel Bryan has the worst uh streak so far, he's 0 and 5. And then Barrett has uh evened out at 2 and 2. I know what
3: was driving me crazy about this it was like seeing that at the bare minimum, it looked like most people had four matches, but then some people only had three. And then Daniel Bryan had five. I was like,
2: how did y'all? It, it it's literally where Daniel Bryan has had a match on every episode so far. Jesus. So yeah, I uh, I I felt kind of bad. Yeah, for some of them that like either had just three or or four matches, and obviously they're putting a lot of the spotlight on Bryan, who's mm-hmm. who's been on every episode, literally. Stryker goes over the uh, the four categories, just kind of as a reminder, and then from there we kind of do the big review of like the rankings. So I'll go and order it from bottom to first. So then uh, Young is declared last place in uh, eighth place. Then we have uh, Tarver in seventh place. Skip in uh, sixth place. Otunga in fifth place. Slater in fourth place. Gabriel in third. Barrett in second place. And then uh, Brian takes first place. Kind of shocked, actually. I know that they've been pushing him as like, the lead guy but I was generally kind of shocked when like I watched this because I I totally forgot like what the initial rankings were I, was... I
3: totally forgot too yeah I was very shocked and I was almost kind of mad because I was sitting there like doing my notes and like yep I got my list good and then they said Brian number one I was like wait what
1: yeah yeah
4: number eight Darren young number seven Michael Tarver ranking sixth. Skip Sheffield Checking in at number five, David Otunga Cracking the top four, Heath Slater Ranked third, Justin Gabriel Who's number two? Wade Barrett Slater and Gabriel happier so far. And obviously, number one in the pros poll, Daniel
1: Bryan!
2: Striker does interview Darren Young first to kind of get his feedback about how he feels about being in eighth place. Darren kind of, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't really say too much. He just says, like, he does, uh, I feel like the first place and eighth place guys kind of had, like, the opposite promo styles where um young was kind of saying like oh he, he was more upbeat and saying like okay yeah i just have to do more to step up and like do better but he he was a little bit too proud of like being in eighth place i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> compared to like Otunga. Otunga sold it really well where he, he was um nonchalant about being in eighth place yeah yeah and i i think that kind of Kayfabe-wise, that kind of makes sense on, like, why he's ranked so low, because, like, that kind of shows that he does have, like, a low work ethic, mm-hmm. even though he's called, like, M- Mr. No Days Off, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Striker goes and talks to, uh, to Daniel Bryan, and then Bryan was more, I felt like even though he was a face, he kind of had some heel tactics here, kind of being a little bit too over- overconfident, I think. Dude, Daniel Bryan is a jerk. Yeah. Like, his character, when you
3: really think about it, like, where he goes with his alignments and his career, like, even in the indie scene, like, he's kind of the same dude all the time. He's really confident. He wrestles good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, either he's gonna be kind of a jerk in a charming way or kind of a jerk. Yeah, yeah, So it's like, it just kind of comes out. I'm like, man, you little, washington people
2: man <laughs> yeah no i agree and like even then at that point once he's uh being interviewed by Stryker, he kind of does take a jab at uh Otunga here saying that um you know he isn't married to someone famous and then otonga can kind of gets upset by that one and uh like yeah like i think Otunga did a better job of selling how disappointed he was at being that low, mm-hmm. uh, even though he wasn't in last place. So I think he did a good job of selling that. Otunga confronts Brian. And then I felt bad kind of for Skip because, like, uh, Stryker kind of just like walks by Skip. And he's like, oh, excuse me, Skip. So it kind of just like made him look <laughs> kind of like super jobberish, just like he wants to go talk to uh, Brian and Otunga instead and really just kind of bypasses Skip at that point. That's what I suppose so, because he wasn't even like last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otunga does call out Brian saying like, OK, he's the first one to admit that he doesn't have that the same amount of experience and that, you know, he didn't spend the last decade like training uh, on the indie scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I, I, I did like that part where like he kind of defended himself. Otunga calls out Brian saying that he does have no personality and watching him is like eating mashed potatoes. I didn't, you know, everyone kind of like made fun of that thing. Like, what does that even mean? I I looked it up just in case if it was slang for something and it doesn't really mean anything.
3: (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. I get it. It's, you know, he's saying he's bland. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, he should have said he's bland as mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating mashed potatoes doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, you could say his wrestling style is like watching somebody eat mashed potatoes. Boring. Mm-hmm. But you just can't say like, hey, your personality is eating mashed potatoes. It's like, what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's what uh Daniel Bryan kind of like comes back from saying, like, what does that even mean? Kind of a thing. <laughs> so he they did have a pretty good exchange, like you can tell like they're uh kind of standing out a bit more. From there, Stryker then says like um that he has another surprise for for all the rookies, saying that not only will uh the winner of of nxt become like the next breakout superstar but that uh their main reward would be that they get to have a title opportunity of their choosing mm-hmm. at a uh, future pay-per-view which uh which is kind of unique obviously i kind of don't remember it and i won't spoil it either until we get to that episode but yeah it's kind of intriguing like especially knowing that jericho is a is a world champion. And then Miz is the U.S. champion and co-tag team champion, so it's kind of cool that like having that aspect. Maybe like down the down the line, one of these rookies will kind of even challenge one of them if they if they wanted to, you know. And that's
3: so weird because like you know, listen how vague that is. Like you get a future title shot at a pay per view, and it's like from from the jump, I'm thinking like, what? I could challenge a WWE champion at WrestleMania. I didn't have to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I didn't have to cash in <laughs> money in the bank. I mean, I was like in the beginning of my career. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, uh, man, what do I really get to choose from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how are you like? That's such like a good marketing tactic. Yeah. Like if you just like half K, it's like, oh, yeah, we're the WWE. We're going to get the most out of these guys by just telling them that they get the title shot for anything at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we get down to the final four, We'll just tell him it's for the hardcore
2: title (laughs) yeah that would that would be the ultimate like troll thing like that would be (laughs) the greatest swerve ever it's like in the fine print like (laughs) right at the bottom (laughs) i thought the next part was kind of funny because like the crowd is like actually pretty into like this whole segment especially after making that announcement and then uh striker from there says like oh uh do you want us to like you know raise the raise the stakes and then the crowd, like you know, responds. And then uh, from there, he says, "Like tonight, we're gonna actually have all the rookies uh, in a battle royale." And then the crowd pops from there. And you know, me in like a business savvy kind of mode, I was like, "Well, if I if this was like a legit business, he wouldn't even tell them what what the reward is at that point." Like the crowd seems like they're already satisfied just having a <laughs> battle royale that he didn't even need to say anything after that. Uh, but it's kind of funny. And then. Uh, From there he says like that the winner of the battle royal will actually get to um guest host monday night raw i totally forgot about this era of like guest hosts Mm. um i mean it's it was in the back of my head but it's kind of like one of those things that like you forgot until like the the trigger word kind of actually happened (gasps) so i was like oh yeah that was during that
3: i definitely forgot because i was thinking like why is that a why is that a reward for me? I don't want to host Monday Night Raw. Like, where, where does that ever go good? Those persons always usually get beat up against these weird physical confrontations. I don't want that smoke.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Like, and you know, usually like the guest hosts have of course been like celebrities that they're trying to cater to and like get more mainstream attention for the WWE. But you know, they did it once in a while where like they would just have like one of their own talent hosts the show at that mm. point. So that's pretty much the end of that segment. Cole and Matthews mentioned that uh the fans can also like create their own personal rankings on WWE.com. Uh-huh. So uh I figured, you know, I'm like, why not, you know, try it out on our own as well. So I figured what we can do is we'll go in uh from lowest to highest and we'll just kind of like bounce off of each other. So uh-huh. I'll say my eighth place and then you can say your eighth place and, and the reasons why mm-hmm. and then you know until we'll we just go that way yeah, yeah yeah okay so for me i would say that i would put tarver actually in eighth place uh so i did kind of cheat and try to like look at my own stats to kind of like justify these so i had it because tarver had lost in two tag team matches and he also lost clean to slater mm. And also, his pro at this rate is also kind of garbage. <laughs> well, Carlito has is also 0-3. So, like, overall, as a package, like, Tarver is just, like, not, like, really cutting it at this mm. point. You know what I mean? I like that.
3: Yeah, you know what? I actually had Tarver at the bottom, too. Oh, okay. He's just, like, scooping dirt. Like, mm. Just returning to bad analogies. Um, <laughs> mashed potato- eating mashed potatoes. <laughs> I don't know. It just, I just, I couldn't get behind him. There's just nothing to him for me. Like, whatever his character was supposed to portray to me, it never really took off within mm. like this first time of like judgment. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to see more from him. I give him the benefit of a doubt. Like, I think everybody in this eight has a great look to them, but it's just knowing where the attitude needs to go, and I don't think he's fined yet.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I I'm I'm kind of glad that we actually came to like the same person because yeah, like that just kind of shows universally like he is like the one that isn't standing out from like the mm-hmm. pack so. Good, good. So now in 7th place for me, I put Skip on 7th place. Mm. Same reasons. Uh he also has uh lost in two tag team matches, lost clean to Barrett. Um I put him lower. I was going to put him initially a little bit higher but I also put him lower because in that match where he was facing Barrett, he was kind of, uh, he kind of cost himself the match because he was in control. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he got distracted because he was trying to impress Regal. Mm -hmm. And then from there, Barrett kind of took advantage. Kind of the same mentality. He's got a really good look and pretty decent mic skills, but like I don't have like a full character yet. Like he's kind of like a weird mashup between like Austin wearing the vest. And uh just wearing like a random chain and like being half a half a cowboy that like I don't think he has a full solid like category from like the ones that they listed, you know what he's like picture
3: Bradshaw with Steve Austin's head <laughs> and vest and um Stan Hansen's hat, but the, right, yeah. but Brian Cage's body,
2: yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like at that point, it's just like a Frankenstein of a person. Oh, you're like, right. he's not like his like when you at least when you see like Young, Otunga, and Brian, like and Barrett, like they, they stand out as like an individual. You know mm. what I mean? So
3: yeah. Alright. So so you're going with Skip for seven. I'm actually gonna go with Darren Young at number seven. Just because I think Darren Young. Has conflicted character traits. Mm, okay. Like, I don't know what he's supposed to represent no more because it's like in his video package, he presented himself very like serious, stern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he's supposed to be like the, the you know, what is it, the South Beach party dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then your hair is crazy. Yeah. And then like, you're missing no days off, but like, you're, <laughs> you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, your yeah, lack yeah, of days yeah. go by being last. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, You, I don't even, I don't even get a bead on what his wrestling style is. Like, you know, everybody else kind of seems to have a definitive, like, I wrestle like this minus Michael Tarver too. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, there's just, uh, I get a lot of incompleteness from, uh, Darren Young. Yeah.
2: That's a good call for me. Actually, he's my sixth place. So like, (laughs) he's not that better off. Like he's just up a little bit more. Nice a lot of them have just been losing like these tag matches. So he also lost in a couple of tag matches. He did, you know, he does actually have victories compared to like the first two. So that's why I ranked them a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. So he does have a victory over Otunga, but it was because, you know, the straight edge society interfered. Mm -hmm. So
3: that was that full Nelson, like, yeah. Flatliner. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. He also, but at, at the same time, he also lost to Otunga in like 30 seconds. So that's why I, I put him that low and then kind of like all the, all the things that you just mentioned, like he just doesn't have like a solid character and personality yet in his, in his video package. Like he was kind of saying like he's mysterious, but funny and stuff like that. Like I don't get any of those from that character yet. So I think he's just trying to be too many things at once that he hasn't really picked one yet. You
3: know, mm, nice. Okay. Where are we at? Number six. Yeah. Number six. Alright, so you know what? I had to do some rearranging to get this one where it was. Okay. Cause originally it was actually really higher, but I seen them pants <laughs> and you know I just got reminded of how stupid he looked. So I had to put him back lower. David O'Tunga, um, I brought him back. He was actually I actually had David O'Tunga at number two for a little bit. And oh, as okay. I was looking around, I was like, wait a minute, there are other people that I like more than you. And you got tear-away pants that are <laughs> jeans, and I really don't appreciate that. Although I do highly appreciate his work ethics. Mm-hmm. Like, you could see him sometimes. He will just be blown up and just, like, look like he want to quit, but he'll, like, go to his next spot or he'll try to get there. He just looks like a deer in the headlights sometimes. But I appreciate how hard it looked like he was trying. So yeah, I yeah. don't know, but to me, when I'm looking at it, you know, I'm looking like, oh, man, he. I can see it in his face. He looks totally exhausted but yeah. he's trying his best though yeah for effort i give david otunga a lot of credit but as it all comes together i'm not all 100 percent behind it in this eight gotcha
2: no that, those are fair points fifth place i had uh i actually had daniel bryan mm-hmm. in fifth place uh just because you know i i get it that they're giving him more of the um uh, the work ethic and the strength of opponent categories like i totally get it but like at the same time you kind of half k fave wise <laughs> uh you kind of have to factor in that like he is probably the most experienced out of all the eight eight guys mm-hmm. so you would think that at that point like he could come up with a strategy to um to actually get at least one or two victories in there mm-hmm. especially since Kind uh, of like what we mentioned earlier, where like he's the only one that has had a match throughout all these uh, episodes, mm-hmm. and I I kind of get it. Like they're trying to play that story that like even though he's like the strongest or like the most experienced, that he he um he's not listening to his like his coach or wanting to work with his coach. From if we're playing half K, then uh ranking wise, I I wouldn't really raise him that high. Of course, like we all know what he is. And what will become in the future. But if we're just actually playing the half K thing, then I definitely have to rank him a little bit lower just because he hasn't picked up a victory yet. No,
3: I definitely feel that. I definitely stand behind that. We're at five, right? Yes. I got to skip at five. Oh, okay. But you know what? It's mainly because I have a bias towards liking him Mm -hmm. and not knowing where else to put him. Oh, okay. So I figured kind of in the middle was good because there's only eight, so he's still technically on the bottom half. Yeah, so I figured, all right, this is fair, but that's like really all I, I don't know. He's he's very bland. I mean, he's trying to figure out what he wants to do in the ring, too. Like, he's clearly buff as hell. Like, but you know, we got a whole bunch of buff dudes. Do you want to be the other buff guy? He's trying to be do athletic stuff, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. but you can't do like really cool athletic stuff like i mean we, you know so it's like it's a toss-up because it's like all right kind of don't know what to do but the potential's there in a random kind of way so he just i think skip is my leader of the bottom of the pack mm,
2: that's a good one yes i i like that that's a because you're right like he doesn't i wouldn't say he hasn't done anything too you know too good to stand out But he hasn't done anything too terrible to be at the bottom, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna crack the the top four. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually put Gabriel as my fourth place. Stat wise, he has two tag wins, and he's also beaten Barrett in a singles match. Mm. I put him here just because I think kind of your reasonings to what you did with Skip. I'm gonna do kind of with Gabriel, where without really like pinpointing wins and losses and like the other categories i feel like he's done a really solid job overall despite you know still working on his mic skills but he has like he's legitimately like trying to improve on it but yeah he just doesn't strike me as like being a top guy you know what i mean yeah and and i think that's what they kind of mean by like the it factor where uh even though you've done everything that you should be doing like there still isn't like that thing where like I'm gonna make you like the captain of my my brand or my team, mm-hmm. you know. So for those reasons, like I think you know, it's just more of like how you put skip. I think for me, I'm just gonna put Gabriel up there in the in the cracking the top four, but not necessarily being like my lead at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. So number four, the bottom
3: of the top, Daniel Bryan. Mm, okay, and I went with Daniel Bryan pretty low, kind of for the same reasons as used because like he's really more experienced than everybody else mm-hmm. but at the same time like i i tried to for like the top half of the list put myself in like the fictional shoes of what a wwe gm is looking for yeah yeah, yeah. and that's not at this time who i'm looking for in 2010 yeah i'm not looking for Dan brian maybe a couple years later yeah but not in 2010 2010 I'm looking for look wise probably some of the people in the bottom four mm. but like you know of the four categories you can't take away daniel bryan's like strength of opponents and work ethic because clearly like you know he's faced all the top talent and although he hasn't come out with any wins like the first match in the first episode against chris jericho was a pretty good match yeah yeah and then you know he doesn't really have like he has an it factor, but he doesn't have the it factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you don't really kind of, you know, he, I think kind of breaks even there because you can see it. It comes out sometimes, but just when he's, when he's at rest being himself, it's kind of bland. But once he turns it up in the ring, then it's like, there's your it factor, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have like a, uh, it's like when, um, when you get all the chaos emeralds. And Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. and then you get those fifty like rings, and you turn the Supersonic, and he's like, oh. "Oh man, you got all of it." But sometimes Darren Bryan doesn't have all the rings, yeah, yeah but he yeah. has all the emeralds. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he doesn't always have both at the same time. So that's why I had him at number four.
2: That's that's a really good analogy. I I, I really like the uh, the general manager analogy too because I didn't think about that where like if I'm, like, a coach of, like, a brand or a team, I definitely want to pick up, like, the top, like, guy that I, I want to get at this moment. And, yeah, like, you don't really get that off of Brian right now, like how you mentioned, so.
3: Yeah, like, I don't want the dude that's hella good at everything. I want that one that's hella good at one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or, you know, that has a couple of things that he's really good at. And, like, you know, little kids want to be him and he mm-hmm. want to wear his sneakers and shit. Don't mind him want to wearing... Damn Brian sneakers if he has some. <laughs> Look at his whole list of people. He'd probably be on the last at the bottom of the person of this list if they had their own sneaker that I would want to wear. I would not want to wear a damn Brian shoe. Yeah, like, what, yeah. I mean, it would probably have the best colors because he wears red all the time, but what's going to be made at like hemp and it's going to be like, you know, not be made with any animal parts and stuff like that? I don't want that, man. I want them Michael Tarvers, baby.
2: Like <laughs> <laughs> the 1.9s. <the 1>. <laughs> cool, man. I want the 1.9s. <laughs> Nice. All right. So now uh my third place, I actually put uh Wade Barrett there. Mm. Um so let me uh let me read my stats here first. So uh I had him because you know he's won two single wins uh and he's lost to uh Gabriel and Slater. Kind of like kind of piggybacking off of the things that we just mentioned, I would definitely put him at third place just because he is like the guy who has probably the best look from like all eight i feel Mm. um like in um in all the matches he's in like you would you would buy that he is like already like a main event guy like he would uh he would fit on like the main roster like right away so kind of using your like gm kind of analogy I, i think like instinctively i would want that guy to be my first like draft pick but based on like just like the categories that they've set for this like of course, he has the it factor. His wins and loss record is, you know, right in the middle because he he has two and two. But yeah, overall, I think like based on that, like I'll explain my reasons for number one and number two. But I think for him, like this is like the perfect spot for me where like he's he's pretty much like he's not first, but he's already going to work his way to be first uh, pretty soon. You know? Mm.
3: OK, nice. I yeah who is three and one went with justin gabriel okay and i really kind of put him up there on the strength of that anytime you have a justin gabriel match you are looking for that high spot Mm. and As cool as that is, it makes him a niche kind of character. But it's dope to have that spot secured. Like out of all eight of these dudes, you're the high spot Mm -hmm. of like the night when they hit the matches. Like people are gonna know when you get on top rope and you just stand up. It's like oh, people are gonna want to stand up and get their cameras to see that Mm. because you know that's what they want to see. But it's like at the same time, it's like you really didn't care about nothing else he was about to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for that security alone of just being that guy that has that spot i give i gave him uh i put him third for sure
2: yeah i'm surprised that they didn't kind of factor that uh category in of just like crowd participation i mm-hmm. guess kind of like how we have like our own with like the entertainment factor mm-hmm. i feel like yeah like that's a perfect analogy where like just having like the fans anticipate like okay uh or like you know kind of when you go to like a show with like someone who doesn't really watch wrestling or uh or someone who hasn't seen it in a while, you're like, oh, hey, hey, watch out for this guy. He's gonna hit like this thing later in the match. Mm-hmm. So like that's a that's a good analogy where like he he has a purpose on the show. Um and it's it kind of like re justifies like our points for having like um Tarver and Young at the bottom because like they don't really have that thing yet. Where like mm-hmm. they don't really have like their their specific role or their specific spot in the in the show that um now by you pointing that out with uh With Gabriel, I think that's a like a really good point. Nice. So yeah. So now for number two, kind of the stuff I was saying with Barrett. uh, Now with my number two, who is um, Heath Slater? I think Slater for me is number two basically because like he does hit every single thing from like these categories that they that they've set. So when it comes to win loss record, he's like undefeated right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you come with the work ethic, he definitely brings that work ethic where like, he's, uh, he's, he's having some of the longer matches. He's also, uh, the first guy to beat like a pro in Carlito. And then, uh, when you have the strength of opponents, like, I think that's probably like the only thing that he hasn't like mastered compared to like what they've done with like Daniel Bryan, Mm -hmm. but either way, like he's, you know, he's beaten, uh, he's beaten a pro. So like, that's already like setting a high standard the it factor, I feel like it's not as strong as um obviously like who probably you know who my number one is now, but like mm. uh he definitely has like that charisma and I think kind of the points I was mentioning earlier or in another episode about uh him and Christian, like I think they have like a good, the best like pro and rookie combination where um basically he's rubbing off from Christian and like getting that confidence from like his pro. And uh, it's been helping him in his character. So, like, overall, like, he's, like, the overall best package that um I think that's why, like, I rank them so high, you know?
3: Mm. Okay. All right. And my number two, I actually went with Wade Barrett. Oh, okay. I, you know, just just looking at him, he's tall. He's pretty buff. He's got, like, a good look. He's solid in the ring. He speaks well. It's just... The rose and the jacket, I just really don't like it. (laughs) And I don't like his hair. I just don't like his face. So then that just kind of brings me into why I went with Heath Slater for number one. Oh, okay. Because I think just on the overall, if I just lined all these guys up and I looked at them, I probably... No offense like no offense, none of these dudes are all great talents. I wouldn't have picked a WWE challenge a champion out of that group. Mm -hmm. But if you would have asked me who would have probably had the most like success, I probably would have told you Slater or Gabriel. Yeah. But like just given off of that, like I think that's where the if factor for Gabriel comes in. So he's already in there. He's got that category good. His work ethic is good because he's solid in the ring like he's not the best but he's not even close to being the worst oh yeah, yeah, yeah so like you know slater is probably underrated for his contributions like he's a nice you know in between of like a nimble type of but i'm not little and weak type kind of like edge yeah like because okay. edge was pretty big but he was nimble and big but he wasn't out there doing hella flips mm-hmm. but you know, he was still athletic. So he Slater got that in work ethic, I think. Strength of opponents, I mean, he's undefeated, and he's beaten, what, like, all the other rookies or something like that. Didn't he beat Carlito? I think,
2: uh, I think he... Oh, yeah, yeah, he beat Carlito, yeah. Yeah, yeah he beat a pro, so that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah.
3: And then undefeated. So strength of opponents, wins and losses, I think are good enough to say he rounds out every category high enough where i thought i really i don't know how i thought that i was going to be right in thinking Heath slater was going to be number one but then i just i don't know i went with Heath slater i thought that you know from like a if i was going to draft somebody out of this group after what you just gave me for like their wins and losses and like if you gave me that video package and gave Mm -hmm. me explanation i'd probably go with heath slater
2: yeah i think you hit it hit it on the head where like Pretty much if you're like a casting director and you just see his his resume and like looking at his portfolio, like you're like, okay, this is definitely the guy who I'm going to pick out from uh, from these from this group pretty much. Mm -hmm.
3: You know, I guess the only downside to Heath Slater is the fact that he's a ginger Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like you know, this is 20, like, Ginger's weren't, Ginger I, dudes I, I, weren't really in I in 2010. Wait, no, I
2: mean, you, you know, know, like, Seamus was was coming up at this exact same time. You know,
3: but that would have been the biggest deterrent. Like, uh, you can't get in there when you already got, like, the literally, like, Irish Ginger. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. just got this, like, where is he Slater from? Like,
2: uh, I'll look this up later, but yeah. Yeah,
3: he's, like, from somewhere just super regular and he's just, like, a little redhead dude. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. That's like, that's the only knock I can figure on him is the color of his hair. <laughs> yeah. You,
2: you know, you you could be right. Cause like everyone does have like that specific smell. You know
3: why? Because he looks like Carrot Top uh, and Carrot Top got buff. Carrot Top got, he's,
2: he's still buff, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. He's still buff. So he's yeah. like probably buffing and he's Slater uh, looking, Yeah, but it's just like, Oh man, you're that Carrot Top wrestler. aren't you? just like, Oh man, no, I'm not. Yeah. Man. yeah, yeah he's yeah. Slater. That's a good
2: point. <laughs> he's the wrestler looking comedian. <laughs> All right, so uh, for me, my my number one, I would say that uh, I put David Otunga as my number one, based on kind of the same stuff that I've said about Slater. But I feel like kind of based on like where they're focusing him on, like they're definitely trying to make him like the biggest like it factor guy, and mm-hmm. like I think he's done his job at like actually matching that so far. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that I mentioned before, were like he I like the fact that he he isn't like being like the typical heel of uh, saying like, no, man, I'm the best, even though like, you know, he's garbage and (laughs) he acknowledges that like he isn't like the most experienced. And I like that where like he's he's being honest, even though he's a heel, but like he's uh, he he has the confidence in himself and knows that like he can uh, he can take like the top crown, so to speak his his win loss record too is you know he's 3 and 1 right now so you know on that category he he's doing his job there and uh, i feel like to me anyway like i don't know how they were uh booking this um this season but like in case if like daniel bryan wasn't on the show i would feel it would be pretty much between him and barrett as like the most focused guys mm. throughout the season you know you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so for me that's the main reason why i put him up top for now but um i can definitely agree with a lot of the points you made about uh slater you
3: know what it's all good man because like i said i had otonga a lot higher but you know i just i was scorned, man i was just like <laughs> i just really don't appreciate this like star you got in your head and like these tearaway jeans <laughs> and like didn't damn brian him like what are those he's like man these are here, wait. oh
2: yeah yeah <laughs> cool i i think i think we did a really good job like i i would imagine like half k wise like that uh i i am ima- i imagine like all the pros having like a, a kayfabe meeting like the way that we just did and then just having like all eight of them like in a room actually trying to like vote for uh for their their rookies you yeah know? they
3: probably have like little um like a list like on a um, like a magnetic board, right? And yeah, they were yeah. just moving the pins around. It's like, all right, man, look, I got, I got Tarver at five, and was like, what? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
2: crazy. Just like Carlito, like, hey, man, like, I just put my guy at like seven or something. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's it. All right. Uh, so from there we finally uh get our first match, which is um, the first time where it's like all pros versus all pros this is going to be team raw versus team smackdown
3: hey like so for the um you know like they do like the little still image oh, yeah. where they have like all the competitors of the match yeah so like if you look at that picture carlito looks like an actual child like oh really <laughs> he looks like the babiest of babies in that <laughs> one picture i was like how did they have him looking so young right here yeah but, yeah, yeah. To go back and check that out
2: yeah i'll I'll uh I'll take a screenshot and I'll I'll put it on like our uh our Instagram just yeah. to kind of like show show people what, what you
3: looking like a little ass kid.
2: <laughs> He's not looking like Dominic, is he? <laughs>
3: no, that is a totally different turnaround there. That is yeah, that who turned Vin Diesel.
2: <laughs> Shit. All right. Uh so Raw comes down first and then um SmackDown, the SmackDown pros come down. But uh they quickly point out that uh Wade Barrett comes down with mm-hmm. with, uh, with Jericho. So they haven't really quite revealed yet, but as soon as uh as soon as Jericho hits that corner, start, starting to walk towards the the broadcast team, then uh Barrett pretty much joins team uh team SmackDown. And then the commentators kind of like ask him right away, like, oh, why is he like not dressed to compete? Jericho answers them saying, like, hey, did you see WrestleMania like obviously he went through hell with uh with Edge in his championship match and that's why like he's not officially competing tonight. Mm-hmm. From there Josh asked Jericho like who he had voted for and then uh, Jericho hilariously says Barrett and they kind of go like whoa you, you can't vote for your own rookies like I'm the world champion I can I can do whatever I want <laughs> Dude, the
3: commentary <laughs> for this match. I'm not even going to lie. I was sitting there laughing so hard from the commentary that I missed a lot of this match. Oh, yeah. Jericho had me crying laughing, dude. They were talking about all kinds of stuff.
2: No, like, I, I'm i pretty much, I'm going to go over this during the episode recap, but uh, I'll just give you some of my favorite highlights from from all that banter back and forth between everyone. I'll also say, like, in this match, like, I like Truth's, like, I don't know what you call this. It was like a fall away like, hip toss on Carlito. Where it's like a hip toss but he like kind of throws his whole body into yeah
3: yeah he does the follow away
2: yeah yeah i really like that move like i i i don't know if he's done it more recently but like uh just seeing it in this uh episode i was like oh that's a really nice like hip toss
3: yeah that's a cool one that's kind of like how what's his name um santino used to do a split with his
2: oh yeah 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 yeah
3: super random
2: yeah jericho again says that uh, Michael Tarver should change that 1.9 on his shirt to 7.0. And then the commentators all kind of like <laughs> stop. And then like Jericho finally says like, you know, cause he's in seventh place. And then Michael Cole's like, oh, okay. I, I, I see what you mean. They,
3: <laughs> they really didn't get it.
4: You got R-Truth, of course, who is the pro to David Otunga. He's, he's very- number five in the pro poll. And Otunga not happy about that. Very explosive R-Truth. And Carlito, the pro for NXT rookie Michael Tarver, who came in at number seven out of eight. He looked extremely disappointed. However, Tarver is has an 0-3 record.
0: I guess he can change that 1.9 to 7.0 that he wears on his shirt.
4: Is that it for him?
0: It up. Yeah, he's number seven. Oh, I get it. Be quick, Cole. Come on. Hey, Here's CM. Your Pop. mediocrity's not rubbing off on me.
4: Mediocre Cole! <laughs> oh.
2: I'm not gonna lie, even for me, I was going it took me a second, I thought he was gonna be like. Saying something like just like a low, I thought he meant seven, as in like it takes him seven seconds now, as opposed to one point now. Nice. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, seven place. I I get it. <laughs> I don't know if you ca- caught this too, but like Jericho has been calling Barrett like the eagle in these last few. <laughs> oh weeks. yes, the eagle <laughs> has landed. <laughs> and then from there, uh, Punk tags in Barrett while um, Regal is still in the ring. Regal and Barrett do like a handshake and then uh regal goes back and tags out i like this on also again from jericho on commentary because like the commentators kind of say like oh like you know they're englishmen so they respect each other and that's why regal tagged himself out and then jericho quickly just jumps on like no he didn't do that he did it because like he's scared of bear and stuff (laughs) like that so like it's just so good like the the commentary like from from jericho in this episode did you guys um when they when they talked about tough enough Oh, dude, I, I pretty much died at that point. Because, like, you can tell, like, they were also kind of just, like, you know, spitballing it out there. So uh, they were, I think they were talking about, like, Daniel Bryan and The Miz. The Miz was uh, showing him tough love. And then from there, like, Cole jumps on and like, what, what, Josh? You've never heard of, like, tough love? And then Jericho's like, have you ever heard of tough enough? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I came in second on that one. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, where, where has that gotten you? And he's like, <laughs> sitting next to you, champ. <laughs> such, such good back and forth. I'm a, I'll make sure to add that into this episode because, like, I we can't do it justice. Like, oh that. man,
4: a lot of people have been impressed by the Miz as of late. One half of the Unified Tag Team well, Champions. And,
0: and to say to, to Miz's credit, look who the number one rookie exactly. was this week. I was gonna say, Miz's was all
4: both together. The Miz has done nothing to help Daniel Bryan. Well, maybe Daniel Bryan well, maybe, will respect the Miz see now. That, that's
0: just a typical non-athlete saying that. Maybe he's given him enough fire and passion to go out there and shove it down Miz's throat. Haven't maybe it's exactly what Daniel Bryan needed to be a success, was to be out there with the Miz, who's constantly you know, jabbing at him.
4: Exactly. You've never heard of tough love?
0: Have you ever heard of tough enough? <laughs> Yeah, you heard of that one, right? I came in second on that, too. Yeah, right. You and, did? and where are you now?
4: Sitting next to you, Chris Jericho. Yeah, the internet oh. geeks were both on that show, too, weren't they?
2: Miz and Hardy uh, do, like, this really nice spot in the corner where, like, they kind of both flip out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and I, I guess I didn't emphasize this, like, I, you can definitely, even though, like, it's gimmicked with like, pros and rookies, like, you can just tell how natural, like, all these uh, seven pros and, like, Barrett are, like, working together like they're pretty much smooth throughout this whole match where like just having those two wrestle and then later on with like christian and cm punk like they all have like really good chemistry with each other just because like either they've worked with each other or they're just like so used to like the wwe style that Mm -hmm. they just like really gel well together
3: yeah it's pretty uh like it's cool to see like to you can really see the difference like mm-hmm. between just when the rookies are going at it versus like when the pros are going at it. And I'm like, I don't know if they tell some of the rookies to dial it down mm. or if it's just really that night and day.
2: It it could be both. The rookies are not 100% rookies where they've had experience. But to also give them credit, they haven't wrestled in front of an audience that big. Mm-hmm. So that part is actually legit where um, before that, they've only wrestled in front of like a few people in FCW at that point. So this is legitly like the biggest like crowds that they've ever wrestled on. And, you know, I I would say like from your experience, how, how would you factor that in from like going to like wrestling in front of just like a few hundred people to like actually wrestling in front of like thousands of people? You know, that would be nuts,
3: dude, because like we did. Um, <laughs> This is, like, one of my favorite ones. We did one in the parking lot of Mi Pueblo oh. in Newark. Uh-huh. And that was great because they, like, they brought us in the store to, like, change in the back. And it was, like, it was, like, their staff room. And it was just, like, four sweaty dudes in there yeah, changing yeah. gear. Like, Here, put this on. And it was, like, seven people watching. <laughs> All, all that prep work <laughs> yeah because people they like people try to go to the store man they yeah. need to get their me pueblo stuff yeah, like, yeah. so when people pass by they're just kind of like uh all right whatever <laughs> but then it was like you know like once you get in that zone and you can see it, it's like dudes you if you like the dudes who really turn it on when they're performing it's like mm-hmm. it don't matter if it was like shit three dogs and like a squirrel looking at them or like that many people Like whatever was going to give them that attention was going to give them enough energy and you know, like the more attention bred more energy so it's like for those guys it's probably like overwhelming too it's like probably like a uh, like a supercharge.
2: yeah so yeah from there then um everything starts like breaking down towards the end of the match where like everyone, all, everyone starts running in and starts hitting like their finishers barrett tags himself in and uh tries to throw Christian off uh, off guard by like sneaking up on him. Christian kind of takes a, takes advantage of or uh, gets the upper hand at that point. Jericho just leaves the broadcast team and like grabs Christian's legs to, to distract him, and then at that point, Barrett is able to get the uh, the wasteland on him and get the get the pin for his team. I like how um he oh, oh sorry, so he gets the he gets the victory at 16-11. I do like the fact that Josh mentions that from all the seven pros that are out there, like the rookie is actually the one that gets the victory. Yeah, I I, re- I really like that um that uh that commentary from Josh. It it makes a a really good point that like how strong like it is for like a rookie to win in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I normally wouldn't bring these up because like we're just trying to cover like the um the NXT part of it, but they kind of do a recap of Shawn Michaels, like farewell thing. Obviously this was done. I think they probably showed it on raw. Oh no, 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 actually it's just for this episode. Cause that happened last night, the night before. So it was really well done.
3: That was a really good video package. Like I forgot. I was sitting there watching like, Oh wow, this is really good. And he, it was cool. Cause like, you know, he pretty much stayed retired for the most part. It wasn't one of those things where it was like, Oh man, Shawn Michaels retired, and like you've seen him in New Japan, like mm. in twenty twelve, like yeah, afterwards, like dude, what the heck? We just gave you this beautiful send off, and now yeah. you're just wrestling still. So like, yeah, no, that was actually really good. It was, it standed up to uh, the test of time too, even though it's almost like ten years old. Mm-hmm.
2: It was great. No, I I totally agree. I like I like the their uh, their half K treatment of this, where like once the package is done, then it cuts to uh, Cole and and matthews and uh cole is legitly speaking from the heart saying like that he um he's honored to have called like you know hundreds if not thousands of sean's like matches throughout the years and he's he's glad that he can like actually call him a friend at that point too so it's pretty cool so from there we go to another video package kind of just recapping the the poll from earlier tonight and then we have the uh the main event which is the eight rookie battle royale the winner of course gets to um guest host monday night raw next week the crowd it's funny how like i think we've mentioned this on previous episodes where it's funny how like the crowd still pops for like these songs even though it's not like the guys coming out to.
3: when you listen closely to it you can hear them they go yeah and it's like once they really realize it it goes like
2: yeah 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 (laughs) it's like literally like it's Otunga coming out people are still popping because it's his song. And then they Mm -hmm. even still sing along with like the, the what's up part Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So like either either it takes them a while to get used to it or they don't care. And they just want to sing along, you know, I
3: think it's a little bit of both. Like for the ones that got to sing along, they'll do it. But then like for the ones that don't, they popped and got fooled. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Josh is about to tell a story on like why Brian wears like the red maroon tights. But like, I think Cole kind of like, uh, cuts him off and then the match starts so he never really gets to it from what i remember reading i think he wears it because regal was one of his trainers so it's more like a tribute to like william regal himself at that point
3: to my knowledge that's the same yeah he was uh doing it to
2: honor regal and i yeah right yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it was but like i i wanted to hear it from josh and i was like oh Hopefully he'll tell the story. Yeah,
3: because he had to have tell it because, you know, Regal's one of the pros. So it only makes sense to connect
2: that. Yeah, exactly. Missed opportunity. <laughs> so from there, all the rookies uh, jump on uh, on Barrett. And like Josh does a good job, too, of saying like, oh, you know why this is happening? Because like, you know, all the other rookies are jealous of the opportunity that Barrett had earlier in the night. So uh, I like that. And like at the same time, it it kind of they're kind of like thanking Barrett for like pulling double duty that night, you know, yeah, like you get he had met early. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah.
3: I <laughs> love that. You, you know, cause from the outside, it's like, Oh, well that's how those, uh, like in a half K mode, it's like, Oh, that's how that, um, when everybody gangs up on one guy is supposed to look like, huh?
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
3: That's how that's supposed to work. Even though it like never does on a big show on Mark Henry.
2: Yeah. 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 It's
3: like, oh, All right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, this is not good for Mr. Barrett. Ah, but you get why this is happening, Cole. He's 6'5", 265, biggest competitor in the ring. I'll tell you why it's happening. The other NXT rookies perhaps jealous, upset that Barrett... Oh, and right there goes Barrett. And Wade Barrett eliminated already. So we have seven rookies remaining who win the rookie battle royal and have the opportunity to guest host Raw Monday night. We'll find out live next.
3: You feel like in wrestling, something should happen at least once. Mm-hmm. So like for it to make sense. So like if they do that thing where they, they got them in a sleeper hole and they're lifting her arm three times. If nobody ever passes out, you're going to know it's never going to work. I, yeah. You just need that one person. And they're just like, Oh shit. And, out.
2: And the weird part is like, I swear I've seen someone in that spot actually pass out. But now because like it rarely happens so much, I don't even know who, who, that happened to you know (laughs) if you're going to use that spot i agree you know make it a little bit more frequent so like there's a purpose for it yeah
3: you know like just have some people just get choked out by sleeper hose every now and then do the three-arm thing and don't let it get up on that third and just let us be like okay yeah yeah
2: exactly (laughs) He's (laughs) dangerous. uh so they go to commercial break and when they come back they kind of announce that there's only uh five people in the ring now they they do a good job of, like, recapping uh, the eliminations where uh, Young and Skip are eliminated during commercial break. Young and Gabriel eliminate Skip. And then uh, Brian is eliminated by Young. And then Brian, after that, is eliminated by Tarver, I believe. Oh, no, I should say that Tarver eliminates, uh, or Brian eliminates Tarver. Slater does like a crossbody on Daniel Bryan on the ropes. And then they both kind like, of. Yeah. 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 They both eliminate each other. So then it's just Gabriel and uh, Otunga last. I think I, I have written here that like Gabriel does like a nice kick behind the head on Otunga. Like he sold it like really well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he actually legitimately like kicked him, but like it sounded really loud and like they look like it. Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel hits like a 450, and I it looked beautiful in, in my opinion. Like I think is his best one yet. The commentators jump on Gabriel right away. They say that he's taking way too much time now after hitting that move, where uh, he just kind of stands there after hitting the 450, and then Josh brings up the fact that like you know how much does Otunga weigh because like now it's going to be harder for him to to get him out because like he's dead weight at this mm-hmm. point. So logical. Mm-hmm. So really good analogy there. Um by uh josh as gabriel is trying to throw out uh otunga otunga kind of just fights him off a little bit and then literally just grabs him by the back of the head and just like tosses him out
3: oh yeah he threw him out like a video game it's like when you hit your special on somebody yeah and then the guy gets up and like gets you with an eye rake and throws you out the ring you're like dude
1: yeah come on man,
3: <laughs> or like like a counter to a, it'll turn into an eye rake and then you just grab him and threw him over the rope it's like it was like the cheapest thing ever i was like oh man so like Imagine being in a crowd and seeing that and not having the commentary there to like, oh, yeah, make everything make sense. Because if I was just there in the crowd and I really wasn't thinking about it, I'd be like, dude, how did you just get up from that guy's finisher and throw him over the top? But yeah. the logic is that, like, oh, you did yourself a disservice because mm-hmm. you wasted all that energy going up top, wiping yourself out, and then destroying your opponent at the same time. You're not going to be able to pick him up, mm-hmm. but he's got enough power to I rake you and throw you out of the ring.
2: Yeah. And I mean it, it kind of made sense because yeah, like I at least I like how the commentators put over that uh Gabriel didn't do anything after that. Like he just literally stood in the ring and didn't mm-hmm. like capitalize on that. So maybe if Gabriel had hit the four fifty and right away tried to lift up uh Otunga and and uh at least throw him over slowly, it mm-hmm. would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. But I I liked it. After that, Truth comes out to celebrate with um Otunga. Going back a couple of episodes, like they did bring up that thing of uh, of them brawling. And then during the match that they had the week after the commentators kind of mentioned that they kind of made up. But if you're someone at home or saw it live and then didn't hear that part, like you never really understand, like why they're back on the same page. You know, mm-hmm. so still kind of a, a small, small kind of nitpick. But oh, yeah, I wish they would have like addressed like that. They're like buddy buddy now. You know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. After that, then uh, Stryker gets in the ring and interviews Otunga. He does a really good job of selling like how important like this opportunity is, saying like that Raw is like the flagship for uh, the WWE and like this is a huge opportunity. Otunga says that uh, everything when when he's gonna host is gonna be like a list, mm-hmm. and that the first thing that he wants is uh 400, 427 green M and M's it kind of dies or like no one really pops for it. But like, I think it's either because the crowd's tired or they just didn't understand, like, if that was supposed to be a reference to anything. So then from there, uh, Striker just kind of says, well, have a good night and that's it. <laughs> so he just kind of like closes the uh, closes the episode at that point.
3: That should have been a lot funnier than what it was. Right.
2: Yeah. I, I think that's why, like, no one, no one kind of understood. It might have been timing. Yeah.
0: Wow, David, please, our truth What an opportunity! You will host Monday Night Raw live this Monday! What's going through your mind right now? You know, Matt, I hate to say it, but I told you so. I told everybody in here, I should have been ranked number one. And I just proved it. I beat every other NXT rookie out here, including the number one supposed rookie, Daniel Bryan. Oh, I got more and I got one thing to say like I've been saying I'm David Otunga. I am Mr. NXT a.k.a Mr. Guest Host of Monday Night Raw David Monday Night Raw is the flagship of the WWE Any thoughts any hints as to what we can expect live this Monday? You can expect this Monday to have the A list stamp all over everything's gonna be top notch, and for starters, in my dressing room, I want 427 green M Ms. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Now that's the
4: it factor. That's the A lister, and that is the host How many of Monday Night Raw. 427. I'd like to get one.
2: Yeah, man. Overall, what did you think of like this episode? I thought it was a very informative episode
3: we got a breakdown of the pros poll we got the pros poll we got Shawn michael's video package Mm -hmm. we got really good entertaining commentary yeah we got to see how the pros roll after the pros poll yeah so and then we got to see a rookie pick up a victory among the pros Yeah, yeah yeah so you know it was pretty cool i thought it was a um from top to bottom it was a good episode
2: yeah, for sure. Like, I I agree pretty much with everything that you just said there. Before I get into my final scores, I'll just point out some, some fun facts. So up to this episode, episode six, there has actually been two solid hours of, like, wrestling throughout the show. The total TV time has been uh, four hours and 29 minutes so far. So that's roughly a little under, like, 50% of uh, actual, like, wrestling in there. But it was kind of interesting that, like, with Episode 6, it hit the exact two-hour mark when it comes to actual in-ring action. Nice. So far, Jericho is the only one to have won throughout these, uh, all the matches with uh, a submission hold. Mm -hmm. So he's the only one. There's been a total of 15 pins so far throughout the show. So Jericho is still, at this point, the only one to have a submission victory in NXT history. Mm -hmm. Now this... um, eight man tag has become like the longest match in NXT history where it runs at 11 minutes and (laughs) uh, 16 seconds. So pretty cool. Nice. So, yeah. So let's go into the uh, scoring system for me. I am actually going to set the bar kind of high for now and kind of make this episode my, my standard when it comes to giving out this score. Um, for the first time I'm giving out a five for, uh, for commentary. I juggle between giving the five to either commentary or entertainment, but the more I kind of just like, cause I sometimes listen to the episode twice, just leaving it in background noise and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, the points that you made out earlier, like I just remember, especially with that, uh, that match with jericho on commentary like i just laughed like my ass off like mm-hmm. the entire time like both times that i listened to it so i knew genuinely like it was really like really good commentary not only that but i think josh and cole had like a really good night of explaining and getting over the importance of uh tonight's episode with the poll itself
1: mm.
2: striker did a really good job as well with um getting over the importance of the um the guest role spot So, um, yeah, for the first time, I'm giving an episode a five on commentary for matches. uh, I actually gave it a four as well, because I think going back to that eight uh, or I should say seven pro and one rookie match, it was really solid because, like, you know, these guys are the best at what they do. Kind of like what you mentioned a couple episodes ago, you can always uh, play hoop games at like your local Mm. court. But when you're actually at, at the pro level, like when you're actually watching a good game, this is like. Pretty much watching a good game, but watching a good match with like solid uh, professionals in the ring and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And obviously, I have to give the match of the episode to the eight man tag, mm-hmm. and uh, honorable mention to um to the battle Royale. Like it was short, but you know, it, it's nothing compared to the, like the eight man tag. Yeah, yeah, short, sure, sweet. Yeah, for production, I gave it a three just because like there was nothing that really stood out. Nothing was good and nothing was bad. So like I just gave it a in the middle score at that point Mm -hmm. and then uh for this one yeah like i was debating if i should give it a a five or a four but i went with a four just because i gave commentary a five like i said this was like so much fun to watch like the episode in general and going back to it like yeah striker did a really good job at selling like the importance of the of the poll and the and the the rewards for winning the the battle royale yeah i think the um the promo itself or i should say the segment with the pro's poll did a really good job at just setting up like the future storylines and just like getting over the importance of actually winning the the whole competition mm-hmm. so yeah
3: nice you know we almost have like identical scores uh-huh and i actually had to go back and put one of mine higher okay so um actually let, let's see yeah so i had commentary at a 4 Okay, that was my original thing. I put that as a four i I really enjoyed the commentary um i i s don't think I've tossed out the five yet, but I'm sure it'll come eventually mm-hmm. um matches I gave a solid four. I thought there was some good uh it was very i like when the matches are like that, so like they'll be they'll be like easy to watch from a pickup and in Play kind of um standpoint. Yeah. But then at the same time, when you watch them and you know some inside stuff, it's really cool to, when you understand why Barrett got through out first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I like that kind of stuff. So the matches I thought were four as well. If you would have gave me one more somehow, I don't know how, but I would think the matches would have been higher. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think since everybody got involved, basically, it was fine for what it was. Solid four um production was a three nothing nice. out of the ordinary yeah nothing below the ordinary so yeah and then overall entertainment was a four Ooh, like okay. i think i would have got my five if i would have had just one more match nice. but it, with the way the show was built it wouldn't have happened so it, it wasn't no room for that so there was no room for a five.
2: yeah no i agree and like to just kind of jump on that a little bit more i think like Everything in this episode had a purpose, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, like I don't think they could have fit anything out anything else without like safri- sacrificing one of the other segments. So, mm. yeah, I totally agree. Ah, oh, cool. So yeah, it was a fun episode. Yeah, totally agree. Combining our scores, the final episode or this episode is our highest ranked yet nice. at a uh, 3.9. So, yeah, like I think pretty much uh, we were on the same page and. I'm glad that this uh, this episode is so far the highest one from the ones that we've reviewed because, uh, yeah, overall, like it was really entertaining. Nice. So for the next episode, we kind of start going into more of the competition, you know, without spoiling it too much. The next few episodes actually start picking up more on the actual competition Mm -hmm. uh, parts of the show. So we'll see that develop a little bit more within these next few episodes. But yeah, I'm excited. Like I like overall, like I said, like, I think I really enjoyed this episode the most out of all the ones that we've covered so far. So um, hopefully there's another there's a few more that kind of stand out in that point, too. Oh, yeah.
3: You know, it's a it's uh, starting to pick up, starting to develop. We're going to see what really, you know, the show kind of turn. We know what the pros poll is. We kind of know what they're grading on. So now we'll you know, we're going to start seeing eliminations and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, man, oh, man, you know, some favorites are going to leave. Some people who you want to leave are probably going to
2: leave. You're going to feel relieved, like (laughs)
3: get mad. So, you know, once it really gets into it, we'll see how it's going to go.
2: Yeah. I'm also like, I remember the season, but I don't remember exactly the elimination order. And I don't remember what they do once like it really starts getting down to like two or three people. Mm -hmm. Like, do they still keep like the other eliminated rookies around just to have matches or are they like off the Mm -hmm. show? Like, I, I, I totally don't remember at all. I'm looking forward to finding out like what happens mm. so yeah so that does it for us today yeah overall really good episode if you're following us make sure to follow us on our uh, social media look out for like our AMA uh, Instagram story to you know ask us any questions that you have feel free to email us at uh, halfkmail at gmail if you have any questions about this episode or previous episodes or just our overall thoughts on like NXT do you have any, uh, any shout outs that you want to give out? I do Shout out to and check out Fitness
3: Mindset That is my trainer And shout out to Body Mechanics Fitness Cooperative I train there if You want to get yoked You should mm. go there if You want to get healthy You should go there If You want to get yourself Your mind and your body correct well, You they, should go there
2: Will they come out looking like Skip or Otunga or anything like that?
3: They can get you either looking like Skip or Otunga or you could look lean like he's Slater or uh, Wade Bear is a lean guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a lean guy for his size. So yeah. actually, you know what? Um, One of the trainers there does work with some of the like, guys. Oh, OK. Nice. Nice. Cool. Well, thanks again, as always, for checking us out. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Take it easy.